Bienvenue à la maison. Welcome home. You are at home with Brene Antoinette, and I'm excited to be starting season five. Uh, peace, be still. Excited to look at this with you and kind of go through and talk through some of the things that I have experienced and am experiencing as it pertains to um, my constant journey to find peace, right? I think, um, you know, life is just, it's evolutionary and so we're always evolving as are our trials, our tribulations, our tests. Um, you know, we go through different things in different times. Without fail, as soon as I hit record, I have not been on it all day. Um, <laughs> but like I said, without fail, we're, we're going to be faced with different things in our lives and And part of kind of that evolution is, one, acknowledging that it's happening, and two, trying to to give ourselves grace as we work through the different things and the different feelings that come up for us as, as we navigate this thing called life, because there are so many challenges, child, and I just thought of another thing I want to talk about, so let me write this note down, boom, um, you know, before I come on, I do like to kind of get the things out of my head and onto paper, and at least give myself a couple of bullet points, even though, you know, I go all over the place when we start talking, because I just love y'all, and I love to just, you know, talk and share my thoughts, but what I wanted to do before we get into, um, in, in the the next few episodes, I wanted to kind of set the foundational groundwork for why peace is important. So season five is entitled Peace Be Still. And if you listen to the first uh, episode, I talked about how I felt like God was saying, if you want peace, be still. So why is peace important to me? Um, I can tell when, when I'm not at peace, like I'm sure many of you can, um, I don't always necessarily feel stressed out, but when I take inventory of the things that I do and handle, and, forgive me y'all, um, I'm going through, and my cousin Jack actually is super, um, encouraging and that he always reminds me of all of the different things that I am uh, doing, you know, and and the different directions I'm being pulled in. Because, you know, let's be honest, sometimes as adults, we're just busy adulting, right? And um, I can only speak for the ladies out there. Ladies, I know, like, we tend to wake up and put that invisible cape on like every damn day because dinner has to get cooked people need to get where they gotta go you gotta pick up drop off um you know you want to look halfway decent doing it some days some days you don't really care 
but there's that aspect of it. Um, so cooking, cleaning, bills gotta get paid, which means we gotta hustle and grind and go to work or whatever, however you make your money. But there's literally 10,000 things that need to get done. And, you know, when you are responsible for feeding yourself or feeding other people, it's kind of team no days off, right? I mean, at least that's the, the mantra and the mindset that sometimes is floating around, um, so sometimes I don't realize that I'm stressed out <laughs> and my body will start to tell me. And one of the ways that it manifests in my body is um, I will have insomnia or the flip side, I will just be hella tired. Like in the middle, you know, 9 a.m. I'm like, ooh, I need to nap. Like, girl, you just woke up. Um, so it manifests itself in my sleeping patterns. Um, sometimes I have, I, I, you know, I, we could talk about health another time, but, um, uh, that insomnia component when it's not necessarily just insomnia because I do sometimes suffer from insomnia, but where my mind is racing and I'm thinking of, okay, this and my mind literally can't turn off. I can tell when I'm stressed because um, this used to actually happen to me when I was in college. Like my, I don't remember, maybe my first, no, probably my second year of college. The child, the courses were a little bit more challenging. I was working, um, I want to say like three, four days. No, I think I was working five days a week actually um, at one point in L.A., and then working on the weekends out here in the, the IE. And after school, um, I was taking a couple of classes. So I would leave early from work, I think, two, one or two days a week. Take a couple classes. Then helping my grandmother with um, my cousin at the time that was living with her at the time. So I would <laughs> leave from um, Rancho. To head to LA because I had to be at work at eight or nine or whatever the case, right? And I would leave Rancho at like five a.m. Get to Hawthorne's, my grandmother's house, and try to take like a two-hour nap. And anytime that my brain would just be racing, I would literally have to say to myself, "Sleep, sleep, 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 sleep." Like I had to just recite that to myself to even make myself fall asleep. So one of the ways I know that I'm stressed out is if I have to do that whole thing. So, so look, and I'm not audibly saying it, but I'm literally saying it in my mind. And sometimes as I'm saying it, other thoughts are coming into my mind. I'm like, nope. That's why I have to like literally have that mantra going in my mind so that I can't allow any other thoughts to infiltrate. Because, you know, I don't know if you guys, this ever happens to you, but I'm sure I'm not alone in it. Where you are like reading a book or a magazine or whatever, you're reading something and your eyes are going across the page, right? And you're going line by line, word by word, but you have no idea what you just read because simultaneously, <laughs> the left side of your brain was listing the grocery list, right? Like, hey, don't forget to get, you need butter. Okay, you're gonna need some. Yep, get that. Okay, the broccoli, the Brussels sprouts, the spinach. Okay, now what kind of proteins we gonna have? We gonna have a little steak. Yeah. 
so <laughs> those your body will physically manifest when you're not at peace when you're stressed out another way that my body physically manifests when I'm stressed out is my eyebrows get very flaky it's the strangest thing it's very annoying especially on the days when I have on makeup like today I this is terrible and I'm just gonna be transparent but I have my eyebrows done up you know what I'm saying I was out today and a flake right in the like center of my eyebrow and it was like a fairly sizable flake on my eyebrow and so when the flake you know flaked off (laughs) fell off it's literally like a you could see it as if it's like a damn stencil in my eyebrow like there's a piece missing so I just had to wear some big sunglasses for the rest of the day because I couldn't I was just as you know stressed out I need to find a piece right so peace is important step one peace is important because when you're not at peace your body will show you physical manifestation of that stress and anxiety worry depression whatever it is that is keeping you from peace it will affect your body that could be in under eating and overeating um like i said your sleeping your sleep patterns can be affected your skin um after my last surgery my i was stressed out about a lot of things but also even doing the surgery because i literally had like four or five days to prepare for the surgery because it was um it had just happened very quickly they called me like on a tuesday or wednesday and it was going to be like that next monday or something um yeah i want to say it was like wednesday before thanksgiving and yeah i had this surgery like that next week so anyway it was a lot of stress during that time and my my body I would say just the top half of my body but specifically my arms my face um and my hairline like it's I was like a freaking snake it was absolutely horrendous how flaky I was it was it was disgusting um but that's just step one I mean that's just point one is it's important for you to find peace because if you don't have peace your body will start to tell you like that you need to pay attention something something right all is not well in Oklahoma um these next points kind of all work together to talk about just our mentals right so the physical aspects your body will tell you your body will be um, in torment right your body will be not in torment in turmoil if you are not at peace and um it can mess up your digestion all kind of stuff you know like if you ever have to call somebody or you're about to have a conversation that you know is going to be uncomfortable and you get the bgs the bubble bits not at peace right so your body will physically manifest signs of you not being at peace but the majority of what we're going to talk about as we um, continue today is why is peace important because when you're not at peace your focus is pulled your mind is clouded 
and you are literally bound to the what ifs and the what dids, right? So being bound to the what if is you're worried and not at peace about the future. And that could be tomorrow, that could be next month, next week, five years from now. But when you're not at peace with the outcomes, you create these what-if scenarios, right? So you begin creating narratives. Now, I don't know about you, but I have a very vivid imagination. And I can most certainly spiral, literally spiral out of control. And, um, you know, just... If you are not familiar, that is the sound from The Wizard of Oz because my brain can be a cyclone. But when I allow myself to be bound to the what if, because I am creative, (laughs) because I have a vivid imagination, I can sit and begin to create these very, very detailed narratives. And what's problematic what becomes problematic about that lord have mercy i don't want to take up all you guys' time but i do want to i do want to dig in right here real quick what becomes problematic with that is when you create narratives that let's say are positive and i'm gonna explain why why i say this is um problematic When you create a narrative that is even a positive narrative about your future and you become bound to that thing, let me give you an example. Um, And this is different from manifesting, so we will circle back to manifesting. But let's say I will use myself as an example, okay? I was in a relationship. I talk about it all the time. I was in actually, I've been in some very influential relationships to my emotional health and mental well-being and all of that or lack thereof right so when you are in a I was in this relationship and imagined what the future would be like together I created a bunch of what-if scenarios and they were very very positive scenarios okay well then when this happens okay then we can do this this and this and I started to create and believe so fervently in the narrative that I created. But what's problematic about it was I was married to that narrative as opposed to the reality from the present. Right? So I created a whole false alternative multiverse damn reality. <laughs> not based on the facts of where we were as individuals, not based on the fact of where we were as um, a unit, right? not based in the reality of today and it became problematic throughout the relationship because the relationship and the realities of the present was showing me that the narrative I was creating for my future and holding on to and being bound to was not being played out in the present. So that's why I say it it can become problematic when you are playing this what if game and creating these these narratives even that are positive narratives based on the the hope and the potential that you hope a man achieves that you hope a woman achieves that you hope right i'm gonna pause right there to talk a little bit about manifestation 
because I don't want you to get discouraged about manifesting. But um, shout out to my best friend, Candace Fields. If you guys are not following Heavenly Health and Wellness um, on social platforms, make sure that you go follow um, my best friend, Candace. <laughs> Turned me on to, I want to say that it's called Healed Girl, Healed Black Girl Podcast. I think that's what it's called. Um, and I, I've only listened to a couple of episodes, but this one that was really, really good about manifesting. And the guest speaker talked about, we heal so we can manifest, not the other way around, right? Uh, furthermore, um, her advice was that instead of trying to manifest a six foot three husband with a six pack and a seven figure job and this kind of home and this kind of car and this kind of manifest the feeling, right? Pray about the feeling, pray about the outcome, fix your mind to the outcome. It may not be that six foot part. You may be happy. <laughs> you may want somebody that's been five, right? But you can get that six five, this income, this house, this car, this. But he's not romantic. He's not funny. He's not good with money. He's got uh, emotional baggage. He's emotionally unavailable. So instead, manifest the type of relationship you want to have, right? I want a loving relationship with open and honest communication. I want transparency. I want security. That's how you do that. So we'll get into that when we talk about relational peace later this season. But I wanted to just make sure that we stop there to talk about that really, really quickly. So what happens when you are not at peace is it pulls your focus, it clouds your mind, and it binds you to what if. Now let's talk about these what if negative scenarios. Which, if you are a worrier, this is usually where you thrive. <laughs> you thrive in creating the worst possible case scenario. So, and then we get bound to that, right? Then what happens is it's hard for you to, air quote, manifest from that position as well. Because now you're not chasing and you're not praying for and you're not manifesting and desiring and claiming the feeling. You're trying to do the exact opposite. So you're making sure that you don't get into a relationship because you already know they're all the same. So this bad thing is going to happen. So when you create these narratives in your what-if scenario and it's negative, it's problematic because you can begin to self-sabotage. You can begin to be self-limiting. You can begin to self be self-deprecating. And again, your mind is clouded and it pulls your focus away from the actual healing. So why is peace so important? Because we need to be focused. We need to focus in the present and we need to focus on healing in the present so we can be productive and powerful in the future. Now, if you want peace, be still. Silence your thoughts by challenging them, by validating them, and by processing through them. Um, I'm going to wrap up here because I, I don't want to keep you guys too, too. Look, you know me. I'd be good for like a, a three-time benediction, but I do want to wrap here. This, these are my last few notes anyway. Um, 
you know, like I said before, I said, if you want peace, be still. And when you feel your mind being pulled and clouded and you, you have um, trouble focusing, you know, being still, what does that look like in those moments? It is silencing your thoughts. And validate, the way that I feel that you can validate your thoughts is by tracing those thoughts and feelings back to their root. Sometimes, and I think I gave this example, I don't know if I gave this example on the live I did or um, on the first episode introducing um, season five, but I'm going to use the same example, even though this does not happen to me, this this is just uh, a scenario. You know, you are really upset that your spouse did not take the trash out. Didn't take the trash out. You, the trash is literally right there. Why is the trash not out? Now, you're not at peace because your spouse didn't take the trash out. I'm sorry. You're not not at peace because your spouse didn't take the trash out, right? That's not the root issue. So, yes, that issue is validated. The trash needs to be taken out. Spouse normally takes it. But how do we actually challenge our thoughts? We have to question what it makes us feel. Right? Because it's annoying if somebody doesn't take the trash out, but it's not the end of the world. But what does it make you feel? It makes you feel like the person isn't listening to you. It makes you feel like the person doesn't appreciate the fact that you did X, Y, Z. You brought you brought all the groceries. You cooked the food. The least that they could do. <laughs> right? So, to be still if your mind is clouded is to silence your thoughts and challenge them and validate them. Right? You may have a very valid thought. It may have, you may have a very valid feeling. But we have to challenge them so that we're not acting out as though this one thing is the catalyst. But that was that was it. You know what? That was the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't want nothing else to do with you. We're done. No. Challenge them by figuring out where are you right now, right? What is the actual issue? What is this truly at its core make you feel? What is it violating to you? That's how we challenge our thoughts. We challenge and we silence our thoughts by processing them. Because, let me tell you something, and um, the process program is coming back. I'm very excited to uh, be launching the program and some some new stuff coming coming your way, <laughs> uh, which I will probably be announcing next week. Um, but all of this is processing, right? All, all every last bit of this is allowing ourselves to process. Because I will let me tell you one thing: if you don't process the fact that the trash didn't get taken out. And then next week, same thing happens. Trash day is Monday and it's Tuesday night and you're still looking at that damn trash. Like, no, so-and-so did not. (laughs) You're upset. This, let me tell you something. When you don't process and address these thoughts and feelings, 
they will begin to pull your focus and cloud your mind. You're not at peace with this. And it's not that you're just not at peace with the fact that the trash didn't go out. But what happens is that becomes the gateway to opening and unlocking all of these other doors of annoyance. Because you didn't address this issue right here. Right? So then it becomes, okay, now they didn't do, didn't put the toilet seat down. (laughs) Now they left one swig of juice in the the container. You... (laughs) There's no milk or they left two tablespoons of cereal in the cereal box. So all of these as in individual things are annoyances and they're individually annoying. But when you are not at peace with the core thing that was violated, it will begin to pull your focus and cloud your mind in such a way that now you're creating all of these and reliving all of these narratives and that's why I said it binds you to the what if and it binds you to the frustration of it so peace is important because when you are at peace with the core elements right your core needs are being met (laughs) your Your core needs are being met. So these small things, you know, maybe the way that they chew is annoying or the trash didn't get taken out. But my core needs are met. So I might snap at you and tell you to take the trash out. But I'm not filing divorce at work. (laughs) And of course, I'm being facetious. But peace will have you on. Not having peace, I'm sorry. Not having peace will have you on the ledge. And... We are going to talk this season about financial peace. We're going to talk about relational peace, career peace, parental peace, purposeful peace, and personal peace. And I'm excited. You know I'm always excited because I don't do it when I'm not excited, right? I'm not not going to just do this podcast just to be doing it, y'all. So if you want peace, be still as much as you can. Change the way that your brain operates. Begin to get your brain chemistry under control. And this is something I'm actively working on right now. And sometimes, I know I said I was going to let y'all go. Then I'm, ra- I'm rapping, I'm rapping. Start playing the benediction music. I'm rapping. Um, sometimes what that's going to require is affirming yourself. Doing things you love. Asking the people around you to affirm you, your spouse, your partner, your uh, employer, your friends, your children. And we're going to get into all of this when we talk about these different levels of peace. But it's important for you to have peace because when you have peace, you are the most powerful. Because peace doesn't mean that there's an absence of trials and tribulations that peace means that you're going to operate not just in spite of it but also because of it that peace means that you don't have to be bound to the what if the what if is has infinite possibilities the peace is and let's get into really quickly not just peace be still but the peace that passes understanding and really 
what God gave to me is it it's having a peace that surpasses the need to understand. Because when you don't need to understand, you are relinquishing that control to God. And that's what makes you powerful. Because now you and God are in a symbiotic relationship. Where you are just submitted and succumbing to his will for your life. So yes, you are you are an active participant. Don't get me wrong. You're not just going to just be fluid through life. And you're not doing anything. You're not applying. Um, you're not trying to get be better with, with your finances. You're not um, being a good parent. You know, you're not being... Um, a present parent. Yeah, you're, you're going to be at peace while you're, that it's an active state of being, right? Being at peace doesn't just mean, um, and you're not doing it. No, you need to actively be at peace while you are operating through life. But what that looks like, and let's just take another example, um, and I don't want to give all the examples, and I already know I, I called the Benedict, I called Look, we already gave the benediction. We did the we did the offering. Everybody standing up. We ready. Um, but one thing that I will say really quickly, really, really quickly before we go, is what is what does that active peace look like for me? A component of active peace um, in my financial journey was I went from being inactive about my finances, being intimidated and scared and not wanting to answer the phone, not wanting to call and make arrangements for medical bills and things like that because I was just so inner, uh, intimidated and I did not, I, um, I felt like it was insurmountable, right? But being at peace made me powerful because I realized that I'm so much more than a credit score. I'm so much more than dollars in my bank account. So let me just call this other same human being that does the same human being stuff that I do. Call them and say, yo, I know that I owe you $15 million. I have 15 on it today. What else can we do? Right? So that gave me a little bit of financial peace because I took back the power from the situation. I'm no longer intimidated by that. And because of that, I was able to literally um, bring my credit score up 200 points just by actively working on it and being in an active state of financial peace. Now we're going to get into all these different components of peace that that I'm excited to talk about and the things that I am working through and have worked through. But peace is important because once you are at peace with something, you can sleep better, you can eat better, you can um, focus, and when you can focus, you can be more productive, more effective in all of the areas and facets of your life. I'm not going to say anything else because I are, I've got about 10 other things that just came to my mind that I want to say. I'm not done. I'm not done because we have a whole season together. I hope you guys have a blessed and wonderful rest of this week. You are loved. I appreciate you listening. If there's something that you are struggling with and you're trying to find peace, one step one is look. You want to find peace? Look. Try. Search for it. What does peace look like to you? 
And if you want peace, be still. I want to challenge you this week. When you are having self-limiting thoughts, self-sabotaging thoughts, self-deprecating thoughts, process those things. Right? Your feelings are valid. But challenge them so that you can really, truly be able to validate them. Just because you feel it, it is a valid feeling, right? I mean, it, it, it's a fact that it's a feeling, but it doesn't mean that it is a fact in life. I said I wasn't going to say anything else. I love y'all. I hope you have a great week. Challenge your thoughts so that you can have peace. Put some of this stuff to rest. I'm about to do that right now myself, so I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. Uh, no, the choir already left. Everybody's gone. I'm here by myself. I love y'all. Have a great week, and I will see you next week, and we are going to get into financial peace. Good night.